Back here on the kickoff, ESPN 102.5, the game taking you up to Titans in Carolina against the Panthers at noon central. Max Herz and Calvin Smith with you for the early portion of the proceedings from 7 to 9.30 here in the Wholesaling Studios powered by RumbleOn.com. Nick Kale, Floyd Reese, Chris Sanders will take over down at the George Jones downtown from 9.30 to 11.30. We got a special guest. We like to get the super fans involved here on the kickoff, and I could not think of a better super fan to bring in on Carolina Panthers game day than one of my best friends on the planet. Just got married a couple weeks ago, former Fox Sports intern, Carolina Sports Insider, and the unelected unofficial governor of the Commonwealth of Carolina, Mr. Patrick Howard. Pat, thanks for joining us. What's up, fellas? How are we doing this morning? <laughs> We're doing great, Pat. It's nice to meet you. This is Calvin. How's it going? How's it going? Excited to talk a little Panthers this morning. Oh, a little Panthers indeed. First off, Pat, we, we got to talk about it. I saw you for your wedding, what, three weeks ago today? Is that what it was? Three, three weeks ago today, yeah. Wow. Good time. time flies. So how, how, was, how was your honeymoon, your honeymoon cruise with your beautiful bride, Chelsea? Oh, it was great. We, uh, we, uh, Woke up early the next morning, headed down to Charleston, and got on a cruise ship to the Bahamas. Had a great time. Swam with some stingrays, swam with dolphins. Uh, nice to get away from work, but uh, happy to be back. All right. So you're back in Charlotte, calling in from beautiful Huntersville, North Carolina today, right on the border. So, I mean, you're, you're in between the north and the south, where you should be to just keep tabs on everybody. But, yeah, yeah. but before we get to the to the big time X's and O's Panthers talk and get in and Calvin gets into the analytics with you here, I want to talk about your Carolina Panthers memorabilia collection and a new addition this week. You yeah. got some game used cleats from Panthers linebacker Jermaine Carter Jr. Give us the full story, please, going back to when Jermaine was drafted in the fifth round last year. That ended up with you getting these cleats at the Tempur-Pedic at the South Park Mall in Charlotte. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, I met Jermaine, uh, I guess it had been two months ago at the store, and one of our other associates was was, uh, was helping him, and I just walked over and shook his hand, told him I enjoyed watching him play, and he, uh, he actually told me that I was the first person uh, since he was drafted in Charlotte to recognize him. Wow. So he thought, so he thought that was pretty cool, and uh, I was, uh, you know, just sitting on the couch scrolling through Twitter the other day, and I saw that he... He had posted that he uh, had some – his cleats were starting to go and he needed some new ones and he was thinking about doing a giveaway. So I uh, I just, you know, sent him a little message saying, hey, I don't know if you remember me. I'm the one that, uh, you know, recognized you for the first time. Hope all is going well. And within, I don't know, 30 seconds, he messaged me back saying – asking if I still work there. And then I, I told him I did and he told me he'd bring me a pair and then – you know, I was at work for maybe an hour the next day, and he walked right in with a, a box of the cleats. He uh, he had already signed both of them; they were customized with the the blue M M&M and M on them. I'm not honestly sure what the story is behind that, but pretty cool. I was expecting just some basic black or white uh, Nike cleats, and they're fully customized, and they're definitely one of the cooler parts of the collection now. I'm looking at the cleats right now, Pat. What does it say? It says the blue M M&M, and M, and then there's. There are two words above the second M. I can't really read what it says. Long uh, it's, something? Uh, it's uh, I think it's his uh, his nickname. Okay. Going back to his time at Maryland. 
I'm not looking at the cleats right now, but it says – You're not wearing them? I'm not <laughs> – not not yet. Um, it, it says peewee something. I could, uh, oh, okay. Peewee long peewee long K, long May maybe? But I love the M&M. You, so you got – on that side you got the blue M&M like totally iced out with the gold watch and the gold bracelet yeah, yeah. texting on presumably his burner phone. And then on the other yeah. side, you got the blue M and M with the gold grills with the dollar signs on them, just holding up. Right. I guess like an M and M chocolate bar, which doesn't really exist, but right. it's uh, it's amazing. I love it, and it fi- it They're fits it fits on Trick or Treat Week too. Oh yeah, it was, I mean it was perfect, and you know the the day that I had messaged him was actually on Halloween, so it really it really all came together. Wow, nicely. spooky indeed. So we know we we know you got these cleats now, Pat. That's not the only game used Panthers memorabilia you have. You have, I mean, you are like serial killer level just gloves <laughs> yeah. from all these Panthers players. Can we get a full rundown of all the Carolina Panthers game used gloves you have? Yeah, the most uh, the most recent pair that I got are actually from uh, from Pop on the backup running back. Cool thing about these gloves, though. After he handed them to me, I was kind of looking at them and realized that these used to be Luke Keekley's gloves. So definitely a nice little part of the collection there. Reggie B. and Luke Keekley have the same size hands? Yeah, they're pretty small. I mean, I've obviously tried them on, and uh, I'm surprised that I'm surprised that Luke can squeeze into those, probably while he gave them to Reggie. <laughs> but uh, looking at these things, I see I have F.A.O. Bada, the defense lineman. I have Mario Addison. Uh, there's the Reggie Bonifons, there's Alex Arma, there's Evan Funches, we got Jarius Wright, we got one glove of Thomas Davis, and we got Andre Smith. We got eight pairs total. That's incredible. So you just you go down to the practice facility and just beg the guys for them. Yeah, I mean it's, I mean, it's been pretty easy this year. Uh, actually, I was I was down there the, during mini camp, and Mario Addison drove by on a cart. I didn't I didn't even see him, and he just threw the glove. <laughs> They know so now. Just, they they just know. They know what you're yeah, there for. Yeah, I mean, I know I know F. A. Obata pretty well now. So when I saw him down there <laughs> at practice, he was he was definitely more than willing to just hand over the gloves. But I have some pictures that I get autographed, and I usually just comment on how cool the gloves are, and they you know just ask for a pair, and they're they're definitely more than willing. On the topic of pictures, you got a selfie last year with one of one of our other friends who's in town here in Nashville, our friend John. With yeah. two of the Panthers' backup quarterbacks, yeah, one of them is starting for the Panthers today. That's Kyle Allen, yeah. and the other one is Taylor Heineke, who tried out for the Titans this week. Yeah, how did that go? Did he? Uh, is he getting the call back? He or? didn't. He did not. But Calvin may know more about this than I do. This is like a total mystery why the Titans <laughs> did this. Like they they brought in two quarterbacks to audition on trade deadline day, which made everyone think, oh, they're about to trade Marcus Mariota. Or then there were Marcus Mariota's going on IR. Then there were misleading reports about Marcus Mariota being traded or put on IR and everything in between. Right. So Pat, I'm wondering with your uh, interconnected sources all across the country, across every different sport at every different venue, but especially plugged in in the Carolinas, did you hear anything about Taylor Heineke? No, honestly, Taylor Heineke has been a little bit of a mystery. Um, you know, he, he got a start last year after after it was just determined that Cam could not play anymore. And he actually, in his, that first start, he was 
immediately hurt, I believe, in the first quarter. Just a pretty gruesome-looking arm injury. And I think he bounced back pretty well after the, the surgery during the offseason. But um, once, they, once they drafted Will Greer, I think everyone probably knew it was over for, for Taylor Heineke. And I, I believe he tried out for the Colts right after Andrew Luck retired. Um, in the preseason, but it's been kind of a mystery uh, what's been up with Taylor. Heineke actually started a game at Vanderbilt for Old Dominion in 2014, Derek Mason's first year, and Old Dominion almost won that game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a good player, a um, little undersized, but I think if he's given a chance, he could definitely find a He was, Yeah, he was an FCS star, really. He was good. Yeah, I mean, I was I was interested to see how he was going to play for the Panthers after Cam went down, and it was, it was just too bad that he had that injury. I just I do love that selfie of you, John, and then Kyle Allen and Taylor Heineke. I mean, you and you and John are both tall, athletic dudes. You especially, Pat, are an extremely athletic dude. I will say I, that. I will say that for everyone to know. But it's the four. <laughs> it's the four of you and the second and third string quarterbacks with the two of you guys. It's just like which of these guys are NFL players? Like, uh, could, it, it could was, be any of you. It was pretty funny when we got that. And most of the players had already come out, and I'd actually gotten John a pair of gloves from Jarius Wright. Um, Easy money. Uh, and we just saw the quarterbacks coming, and you, you have, you know, when certain guys come out of practice, you know they're not going to stop or acknowledge you or look at you. Um, but you can't know, like, do cough, cough. But, but right, but you know, you see the two backup quarterbacks strolling out, and I'm like, you know what, this is this is John's first trip to Charlotte. Let's try to make a little special for him. And little did we know that Kyle Allen. Would, all of a sudden become one of the hottest names in the NFL all of a sudden. And you are a big Kyle Allen fan, or maybe you are just not a Cam Newton fan. I can't really tell. Maybe I, both. I think, it's, I think it's safe to say both of those are accurate. <laughs> oh, man. We're going to take a break, and then we're going to talk some real Panthers football. We're going to talk about the guys who gave you those gloves and those all cleats right. and those selfies. Patrick Howard yeah. is with us. Team leader at the Tempur-Pedic at the South Park Mall in Charlotte, North Carolina. If you need a mattress in the Charlotte area, go there. He'll hook you up. This is the kickoff on ESPN 102.5 The Game. Welcome back to the kickoff here on ESPN 102.5 The Game. Patrick Howard is on the line with us. Carolina Panthers super fan out of Huntersville, North Carolina. You can find him selling mattresses, mattress toppers, pillowcases, pillows, and all your other sleepwear needs at the Tempur-Pedic at the South Park Mall in Charlotte, North Carolina. This is not a paid ad, but really it should be, if any of our Panthers fans are listening. You're just a good friend, Max. Yeah, well, I, I support his business. I did get to see the South Park Mall for the first time ever three weeks ago, surrounding Pat's wedding. <laughs> Pat, we uh, let, let's talk some football here. We talked about all your Panthers gear that you got. What's your take on today's game against the Titans? You know, I think there's there's one thing specifically that the Panthers need to do in order to beat the Titans, and that's what the 49ers did to the Panthers last week to destroy us. It's, Kyle Allen is a nice quarterback. I would say that he's a very good backup. But if we're expecting him to just fling the ball all around the field to Moore and Samuel and Wright, that's probably just not going to win you a lot of games. But when you have a weapon like Christian McCaffrey, like DJ Moore and Samuel, who are pretty much running back receiver combos, it's all about those short passes, misdirection, uh, going to the opposite side of the field. You can get those dumb passes and let those guys do what they do best. The Panthers should find a lot of success. Over under 150 total scrimmage yards for McCaffrey today. 
I'm going to go with over because I think they're going to do what I said they should do. Which they should every week. Why, every, would, I mean, why would they ever not do, first of all, that? But also, they should listen to you no matter what. I mean, that's what I'm saying. But you just got to do what's going to – that's what's going to make them the most successful. And this is a this is a crucial time. Come with that big loss. The Saints have not even lost a beat since they lost Drew Brees, and now he's back. Um, the Panthers cannot afford to lose games that they should win. Um, going with a more you know simple strategy of letting their playmakers make plays, I think that will make for a successful afternoon. Pat, I'm wondering about DJ Moore. Like, as you, someone who follows the Panthers closely, what do they think in Carolina of him? Do they view him as like a guy who is going to be a legit number one and who is really, really tough to guard, or is just a nice piece in their wide receiver room? I think at this point, based on what we've seen from DJ Moore, it's unrealistic to think that he's going to be a number one just based, because of his size. Um, I think he's a he's a nice player. Panthers fans love him, but he seems to have a little bit of a fumbling problem. Um, whenever the ball is getting into his hands, I think Panthers fans are a little bit on the edge of their seat thinking, okay, you know, that, that's a great 30-yard pickup, but is he going to hold on to the ball or is he going to turn it over in enemy territory? And I, I think Panthers fans love him, but I think Panthers fans are really more excited about Curtis Samuel. So now the matter at hand. Yeah, Pat, let's let's talk some advanced analytics because I know that you are you are a believer in, in the old school ways across all sports. You think you should bean everybody in baseball. Yep. <laughs> Just run the rock in football. Te- technical fouls everywhere in basketball. Oh, yeah. And and Calvin over here has just graph upon graph upon graph pasted above his bed with percentages and numbers. <laughs> and, and I want you guys to just – I love you both, but I, I need you to just talk talk through some things here. So and, I, I'm, I'm going to clock out right now. And, Pat, I'm going to ask you, so how like well-known is it that the Panthers are very invested in analytics in Carolina, in Charlotte? Uh, I think it's – I think they've become more invested – since David Tepper bought the team, but yeah, yeah. So I would, I, I would, I wouldn't say you know with a guy like Jerry Richardson in charge. I'm, I could almost guarantee there was not one person that was fully in charge of analytics. Maybe a member of the staff that also dabbled in analytics. But I, I would assume with a guy like Tepper, uh, you know, who comes from the investment banking world, that uh, I think there's very, very calculated decisions being made now. And I, I don't think it's, I don't know if it's fully there. Because that's a that's a pretty full transformation to make in just over a, a year, but I, I think they're they're definitely trending in that direction. Well, the the Panthers hired the first the NFL's first director of analytics in Taylor Radjack, and direct quote from David Tepper: "I'm real focused on analytics. You have to incorporate modern ideas. I just want to make sure analytics are applied." Now, I'm just curious: yeah. in Charlotte, does that ever get any credit for any success they ever have, or is it thrown to the wayside because analytics? If they are as incorporated as they seem to be in Carolina, is it talked about at all? Yeah, I mean, I listen, I listen to sports talk radio in Charlotte seven days a week, and I I cannot remember a time on any of the segments that I've listened to where that even gets mentioned, honestly, let alone where they give them a bunch of credit for it. And why are you not a fan of the analytics, as Max has told me? You know, I think... I think in sports, once you you know you get inside the the lines, I think all those analytics go out the window. I think ultimately, 
you're playing off pure adrenaline and any of the animal, you know, in football, it might tell you to go this way or go this way. But I think ultimately when you're just playing, you have to make a snap decision in less than a second. And I don't think you have the time to think about that analytical decision. You just go do it. And if you spend too much time thinking about analytics, I think that can actually, you know, hinder what you're trying to do. Patrick Howard, you are now the head coach of the Tennessee Titans. Congratulations. <laughs> That's actually our next segment starting at 8 o'clock. But analytics are just quantifications of what's happening inside the field to make informed decisions. I mean, it's not something like a player has to be thinking about. It's it's definitely a front office direction and a focus of game planning and then in-game decision-making by the person who does that job every day. I mean, that's true. I, I think, you know, especially in a sport like baseball where it's, it's a lot slower, you you could tell, a, you know, you tell Adam Engel out in center field for the White Sox to, you know, to rotate 15 feet to the right. I think that could, you know, that could make a, a 24 seconds between there, but, plays. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I, I think you have the time in football to, you know, put the guys in the position they need to be in. But I think ultimately once that play goes on with all kinds of stuff like misdirection, you know, going from the far side to the weak side, I think ultimately – you know, you might be in a, a good position there, but when it comes down to it, the analytics aren't going to talk about the quick jump cut a Christian McCaffrey is going to make, and ultimately you're just playing off skill and adrenaline more than anything. Oh, but the good analytics do talk about Christian McCaffrey's jump cut because we have the player tracking data now. All those RFID chips in the shoulder pads? I, I mean, I, I don't even think I can honestly speak on that because I, I have no idea what that does, I don't even think I care to know what it does. <laughs> you sound like the whole city of Nashville. <laughs> Pat, uh, nice yeah. a- nice Adam Angle name drop, by the way. Go Charlotte no, Knights. Yep, yep. Go Charlotte Knights. Uh, so Pat is also a Chicago White Sox fan, and their AAA team is in Charlotte. So he, made in he is perfectly situated. Perfectly situated. And there's plenty of Knights selfies and or gear. Basically, he has an entire photo album of him and Luis Robert. Yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm Luis Robert? right now looking at a canvas of the two. Luis Robert. It's Robert. Pat tells me. I think it's very it odd. but It is. It is It is just pronounced Robert. Which is insane to me. I, I've heard it said on the MLB Network, Robert, though. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. I don't know what the analytics say about. Uh, <laughs> I, I trust Pat. Pat's my insider. Pat. No. I, Pat was the first yeah. person to report the Aroldis Chapman to the Cubs trade. Yeah, you know, I, I just got a good tip, and um, you, you kind of just got to follow what you're hearing, and uh, that, that's what it told me. I'll trust your track record, Pat. One hundred percent, one for one. The analytics love one hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, the the one the one trade or the one signing that I really missed out on a couple of years ago was Yoannis Cespedes to the White Sox. I had him on a six-year, hundred twenty-five million dollar contract that that just did not come to fruition, unfortunately. <laughs> it's okay, you can't get them all. Maybe fortunately. Oh my God! All right, Pat, enjoy the game today. Are you going in the game or no? No, um, we were thinking about going, but we're ultimately just going to have some people over. We're just going to nice. we're just going to watch at the comfort of our home and. Um, you know, maybe if the, the Panthers fall behind, I might have to throw on the cleats for good luck. That's married life right there. Do the cleats fit you? What, what size are they? <sighs> no, I, I haven't tried them on, honestly. Uh, are they I, too big well. for you? 
No, there are 12. Uh, I, I probably couldn't squeeze into them. Okay. Interesting. So you have bigger feet than an NFL linebacker. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. thank you. I don't know what that feels like. <laughs> it's pretty nice. Patrick Howard, our Carolina Panthers super fan. P. Howe, thanks so much for joining us. All right. Thank you, guys.